Certainly. Chairman, Chairman McGovern, Ranking Member Cole, and distinguished members of the committee, OCO. That's hello. And I bring you greetings from the Cherokee Nation Reservation. And before I go into my remarks, I want to acknowledge that representatives of our government, other than myself, are here today. We have our Speaker of the Council of the Cherokee Nation, Mike Shambaugh, is here. Uh, Councilman Keith Austin is here. Councilor Joe Deere is here. A member of my cabinet, the Marshal of the Cherokee Nation, Shannon Buell, is here. And of course, our delegate to the United States House of Representatives, Kim Teehee, is here with us. We're honored that you're all here. This is, Mr. Chairman, an historic day for the Cherokee Nation and an historic day for the United States. We're reexamining something that is of critical importance to both the United States and the Cherokee Nation. And I thank you for holding the hearing. I speak to you today on behalf of not only the more than 440,000 citizens of the Cherokee Nation, but millions of Cherokee citizens who have waited for this day to come since 1835. This morning, we'll examine a promise made to the Cherokee Nation in the Treaty of New Echota, 1835. That, Mr. Chairman, is our removal treaty. This was the agreement that directly led to the deaths of thousands of Cherokees on the Trail of Tears. In this treaty, the Cherokee Nation conveyed the entirety of our lands east of the Mississippi, about seven million acres to the United States. In exchange, the government of the United States made certain promises. One of those promises was that it is, quote, stipulated that the Cherokee Nation shall be entitled to a delegate in the House of Representatives of the United States whenever Congress shall make provision for the same. That's Article 7 of the Treaty of New Echota. The carefully constructed promise found in that article was in fact critical to secure the agreement of the Cherokee people. Quote, the Indians will never approve that bill without the delegate. That was from a negotiator from the Cherokees, John Ridge. Quote, if you fail to obtain for us the right of being heard on the floor of Congress by our delegate, let the bill perish here. The bill did not perish. The federal government agreed to the delegate. The parties entered into the Treaty of New Echota, and the Senate of the United States ratified that treaty. Our right to a delegate was brought forward in our last treaty with the United States in 1866, and it remains the supreme law of the land. Cherokee Nation and Cherokee Nation alone is the tribe that is the party to the Treaty of New Echota and the Treaty of 1866. Cherokee Nation has, in fact, adhered to our obligations under these treaties. I'm here to ask the United States to do the same. It's time for this body to honor this promise and seat our delegate in the House of Representatives. No barrier, constitutional or otherwise, prevents this. As you consider this issue, I believe it's important that you remember the following. First, the Treaty of New Echota is a living, valid treaty, and the delegate provision is intact. Lapse of time cannot abrogate a treaty. That is settled law. To abrogate a treaty, Congress must do so expressly and clearly, and it has not done so here. Article 7 uses classic mandatory language. 
that creates a right for the Cherokee Nation and imposes a duty on the United States. The provision twice uses the word shall. It uses terms stipulated and entitled. This right is unique to the Cherokee Nation. Seating our delegate would not open up the floodgates to other tribes seeking their own representation. Only three tribal treaties contemplate some voice in the House of Representatives. Of these, the Cherokee Nation right in the Treaty of New Echota is by far the clearest and most direct. Fairness, as always, Mr. Chairman, is important, but denying Cherokee Nation our right to a delegate simply because this is not a universal right shared by all tribes is not fairness. Our ancestors prioritized this right in the negotiation of the Treaty of New Echota. We have no right to claim the treaty of other tribes. They have no right to claim ours. Concerns over dual representation have been voiced and they are not warranted. It's well settled since the founding era that the term representative in the constitutional sense requires that the representative have a vote on the House floor for final passage. A delegate in this body has no such right. Indian treaties, unlike international treaties, are self-executing. And the Congressional Research Service asks whether this treaty right is self-executing, but CRS points to cases addressing international treaties. And there is, Mr. Chairman, a distinction. Now, I acknowledge the Supreme Court has repeatedly concluded that an international treaty must be domesticated through a federal statute. However, Indian treaties are inherently domesticated. All of the cases that have considered this have held that Indian treaties are self-executing. And Mr. Chairman, I would point the committee to the 1986 Supreme Court case of Sosi versus the United States. The court summed it up this way, quote, the government has simply failed to counter the argument that no case has ever held an Indian treaty to be non-self-executing. Mr. Chairman, the House has ample authority to unilaterally seat a treaty-backed Cherokee Nation delegate. Under the Constitution's Supremacy Clause, treaties and statutes create the supreme law. Since a treaty established the delegate position, there's no need for a separate statute to create the delegate position. This would render the treaty right in Article 7 of our treaty meaningless. We agree with the CRS that the House could seat our delegate by adjusting its standing rules through a House resolution. Mr. Chairman, tribes, tribal organizations, and tribal citizens across the country strongly support our effort. They understand that fulfilling this promise would be an historic victory for treaty rights and sovereignty. The Treaty of New Echota requires, requires, Mr. Chairman, the House to seat our delegate. I urge you to seat Kim Teehee without delay. Finally, Mr. Chairman, I am a proud American, and I am a proud citizen of the Cherokee Nation. I have great respect for the United States House of Representatives. Because of all of this, it is my firm belief and expectation that the House of Representatives will take swift action to seat our delegate to Congress, honor our treaty right, and therefore make the United States good on its promise 
to our Cherokee ancestors. Wado, thank you, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you very much, uh, Chief, uh, for your powerful testimony. I now would like to turn to Professor Robertson. Uh, you're recognized for your testimony. 